You're listening to the Forging Fury podcast, a show dedicated to bettering lives through fitness, nutrition, and inspiring stories from athletes of every stripe. This episode is brought to you by AZOPT, the CrossFitter's choice for physical therapy in Phoenix. With convenient locations in Goodyear, Buckeye, Glendale, and Tempe, their team of doctors are not only experts in biomechanics, they are themselves CrossFitters. Their knowledge and expertise of what it is to be a CrossFitter sets them apart. At AZOPT, you will only see a doctor of physical therapy, and you will never be handed off to a less qualified tech. If your body is not functioning at its best or you are experiencing pain, visit their website at azopt.net for your free CrossFit assessment. That's azopt.net. What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley in another episode of the Forging Fury podcast alongside my best friend, Michael Gray. We have Reagan and Andrew in, in their house. We're actually in their house today. That's right. What's going on, brothers? Not much, man. Thanks for having us. Yes, yeah, thanks actually, for having us. We're actually in Octane CrossFit today. CrossFit Octane, Octane CrossFit. Octane CrossFit. Octane yep. CrossFit. Sorry, I got it right. So we're in their house today. First of all, I want to thank you guys for letting us come in. We appreciate it. Like This place is pretty B.A., yeah, it's awesome. I lo- we love it. We, I've not been down here before, but I know a lot of people who, who work out down here, follow them on Instagram, and everyone seems to love it down here. Yeah, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, we've heard nothing but good things about you guys. So tell us a little bit about your spot. How long have you been here? Like the, where we're recording this, we can't see. It looks like a modern day Starbucks up here, which I really loved. I walked up the stairs and I was like, oh, goodness, this is classy. So how long have you guys been in this spot? Uh, we've been here for uh, about five years. Yeah. Um, yeah and so uh, once we pretty much walked into this spot, we just knew it was yeah. it was kind of what uh, what CrossFit was meant. Right. You yeah. walk in and it's just all the roll up doors. And yeah, we you were know, talking about that a little bit earlier. Box, right. Yeah. yeah. So you've been here since you've opened since opened. Yep. Never yeah, moved. Nice. So you've been open five years, you said. So 2015, 2014. Yep. 2015. Actually, we're like, I think a couple weeks away from our fourth anniversary so we're going into our fifth year nice so, nice nice going into so our fifth uh <laughs> so you've guys been here for five years do you have any thoughts of ever getting bigger <laughs> expansion well we like this area we're in arcadia yeah. light i guess you know andrew could answer that better since he's some dabbles in real estate but uh you know there's really no spot around here that could kind of replicate what we have mm. uh so it's hard to find high ceilings, uh, open up doors, yeah. a quiet street to run up and down. Um, <laughs> yeah, with a good that's floor. important as well. Yeah, definitely <laughs> with a good floor plan and stuff. So we really like this building. Um, we just have to get creative with our membership as it grows, like classes and distributing the number of individuals. Yeah, and this area, is, this area is starting to boom more and more now. I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, getting... just, it's crazy. When we first opened this, you know, I, uh, Andrew was doing a lot of work in real estate and I was kind of like researching, hey, where do we want to put this gym, you know, and, uh, I, you know, scheduled the time to meet here. We met, uh, the landlord or, or somebody that was the leasing agent. And I brought Andrew over and I was like, dude, this looks like a perfect spot. And with this area in 2015, we we're like, I don't know. It's pretty sketchy. We're right on <laughs> Thomas road, you know, and yeah. if you've been in Phoenix for a while and you've, uh, experienced Thomas road, it's something unique. Um, <laughs> so we signed a lease and luckily it kind of panned out. Like as soon as we signed the lease, the neighborhood and the, uh, behind us here just started flipping. So, uh, we were lucky and, uh, everything in Arcadia just started to kind of move down this way. 
towards us and uh same thing with like Biltmore area and stuff in phoenix i mean so. yeah so let's talk about the first couple of years of uh your business and how how that went and what good things did you start that were like man those are great ideas and like maybe one idea you were like well that just wasn't because like when you're starting a new business like you you don't really know what works or what doesn't like how, where did you find success in the early years and where did you find some failures because they both are important yeah man um so you know a uh, little background, I was, I, we both been in CrossFit before we opened up a business, you know, but we never opened up a CrossFit gym. So we were like, Hey, let's get a mentor. So we went with a three, two, one go project with a uh, Clay Weldon and uh, Chris Cooper when he was, before he went on two brain business and we dabbled with them for a little bit and stuff. And, uh, we tried to implement their ideas, um, which helped us a little bit, just get the ball rolling and stuff. But, uh, you know, it was a struggle to get people in here first. It's not this you know, new thing where mm -hmm. if you build it, they will come type uh, scenario anymore. So you have to get creative with marketing and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I mean, you know, Andrew and I had a lot of meetings on how do we get more members in here doing referrals for our current members and stuff. Do we hire a marketing team, which we did. And I mean, if you want, if you want to join in here and just talk about kind of like the negatives of hiring a marketing team that isn't <laughs> super focused on what we're doing, you yeah. know, yeah, I mean, uh, so obviously, you know, now we've got Billy doing our marketing, um, and he's been doing a great job, right? So uh, Debbie Banks, Debbie Banks, Banks. Banks. Yeah. Yeah. he's got so, so many names. Yeah, that guy is yeah hard to find. Aliases, probably for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but prior to that, we we uh, went with a couple different marketing Good firms, guy. and and you know, it just it was tough. It was really tough up front. Um, but and expensive, uh, man. Yeah, it's really super expensive. expensive. Um, so I think, you know, one of the biggest things was social, social media marketing. And that's kind of when, uh, banks, I guess, <laughs> came in and, and, uh, helped us out. Speak and, of the devil. Yeah. Helped us, uh, get into some pretty good spaces in, in the social media marketing. Yeah. Especially like a couple of things that we did with this, this former marketing uh, group, which I don't even remember their names anymore, but they were remote and they weren't in our gym at all. And basically they were like, Hey, we got to get you up on Google. We got to get you up on Yelp. We got to get you up on uh, Facebook and all this kind of stuff. And they were showing us all this data that was like showing that we have so many interactions, but the number of people that were walking through our doors was like zero hmm. and we we're paying like $1,700 a month. Right. It's yeah. expensive for marketing. And so we just had conversations like we could, we're not making anything off of this. So we fired them. And then we rolled with like just solo for a little yeah. while doing our own Instagram stuff for a little bit, um, you know, and, and, uh, things started to pick up and it's always like these ups and downs. You have members that come in and they bring their friends in and for a while everything's good. And then for some reason somebody leaves and then like you have 10 people leave and you're just, so you're just always up and down and it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a struggle. So we've completely changed up how we market now and, uh, you know, Banks, just a little plug here, is really good on social media <laughs> with his marketing, and he does a really good job with gyms. I think he's a wizard, that guy. Yeah, he has a lot of good uh, good ideas, and uh, you know we we're lucky that we have like a little partnership with him. Yeah. Um, and thanks for letting us use your office for this podcast. Yeah, so right. Like, we also yeah. we just keep plugging away with yeah. this guy. I better not get an invoice for this. <laughs> so, what do you think um, your gym's core values are? Like, what do you what do you what is really important for, to you guys to this gym? That's a good, a good question. Um, so basically we want a place that, uh, everybody can come to. It's an inclusive, uh, fitness, uh, community. Um, we are based on, uh, you know, everybody is equal. Everybody is, um, you know, treated fairly. Um, and we're here for one thing. And the, that big thing is just to, uh, increase our 
health and, yeah. um, and like our longevity in life. So, um, we are always talking about like fact-based knowledge, um, bringing that to our community, uh, you know, our best practices and how we coach and program and, and, um, you know, how we facilitate, facilitate that to our members and stuff. Um, so we've been focused on that from day one. That's important. Um, yeah. And then, you know, marketing, Andrew does a lot of marketing with his company and stuff, but it's casting a wide net to bring in a lot of people. Um, so we don't just focus on health. We, we run a 24 seven facility where people, uh, that can or do get their own programming or maybe they want to follow Ben Bergeron, uh, <laughs> yeah. his comp train, you know, and they're like, yeah. oh man, I'm going to be a games athlete. Um, they can come in and do it on their own. So we just kind of like are unique to this area. A lot of gyms, and I won't say any names, but they create these barriers for people to come in here, especially getting new people in. We talked to Peter a couple episodes back, and we, as gyms, we need to do better as eliminating all barriers for people to come in our doors. So like your intro process or whatever it is, I'm not sure of you guys, but like you can't say it's every third Tuesday at 2 p.m. And like you got to get rid of the like you got to get rid of those barriers for people to come in. Like if we're really trying to help these people, we need to make it make it accessible accessible to them at all times or easy for them to come into the fold. So like creating or getting rid of barriers, I think is huge for people as well. Yeah. Yeah. And just a couple of things that um, just to talk on that, you know, I, I've got I go into gyms and whenever I travel and uh, I just noticed some great things uh, about different gyms and stuff and, and uh, some things that I would find a little intimidating. Um, I remember, you know, and this might ruffle some feathers, but no, just going right. into a few gyms, and I think it's great that they support a lot of our military personnel, so they'll have every single flag, you know, for Marines, Navy, Army, whatever. And then you'll see, like, a don't tread on me flag, and it's, you know, all, this, all that thing, all those flags are great symbols of respect, um, but they can be also very intimidating for somebody um, that is coming off the street and they're like, holy crap, this place is like intense, man. They're training like Navy SEALs and stuff in here, you know? So we have three flags in our, in our gym. We have the American flag. We have, uh, the state flag of Arizona. And then we have the rainbow flag and which I, we notice on the way in. I yeah, really yeah. love like, we need one of those at our gym. Right. And so <laughs> then it just kind of all revolves back to what we believe in. We totally believe in our armed services and we, you know, uh, our service members that are, uh, police, fire, EMTs, yeah. whatever. We totally believe in that, but I think that, uh, you know, one of our members said, why don't you have that flag up? And I said, well, what does it mean to you? And they're like, peace, love, and equality. Mm. And I'm like, that's us, man. So yeah, we put it up and it's just, that's All the people. inclusive yeah. uh, nature of our gym, you know? So I, I dig it. I definitely dig it. We need everyone to become more aware of their fitness. We need everyone to become more aware of their health. All colors, credences, genders, anyone like we're dying at a rate like type two diabetes is the biggest killer. I mean, we're, we're on a track that's not good and anything that we can, any way we can help people, I think we need to bring them in. So yeah. and I think CrossFit corporate has kind of taken that uh, and run with it. I mean, they're, they did controversial marketing by changing things to like the old person's living room, but that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make this more accessible and say, this is not just about fire breathers who come in. It's about health from from all all aspects. So. Yeah. So this is the gym that we we actually want to talk about. This is a huge uh, huge story. Is that you have a huge sign out front of your gym, and and tell me what those words say. Like I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so it says we cure type two diabetes, and um, I'll give you a little backstory. Yeah, to we want to know that story. Kind of what happened. Um, so me, I'm I'm more on the business side of things. Reagan was, you know, running the, running the gym day to day operations, all that. So, 
he decides, you know, texts me one day and he's like, Hey, so I'm going to, I'm going to put this up on our sign. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I love it, but we're going to get sued. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> right. Um, and he goes, Oh, well that's too bad. Cause I already did it. And I Hell posted it on yeah, social media dude. and I'm like, all right, I support you, man. Let's do this. So, um, that's, that's kind of where, you know, he can kind of finish that story. But yeah, but yeah, I was like, I was definitely that guy that was like, I just, you know, on the legal side of things, we should not do that. <laughs> but, but it's yeah, true. Anyways. But it's true. So yeah. yeah. So and what was your thought process behind that? What what idea sparked that made that go up on the, on the sure. board? Yeah. yeah. So just you know a little bit of my background. It's not just like something that I'm like, oh yeah, I guess we'll say this for some hard hitting, yeah. you know, uh, marketing. But uh, my background before we you know opened the gym, I was in nuclear medicine for <laughs> I was in nuclear medicine tech for uh, you know about 10, 12 years. And it's not, and just over the course of that time, I've realized that the health industry is not really uh, preventative. Hmm. So anyway, um, you know, and we can dive into that later or whatever. That's a whole nother, whole nother So uh, sitting on the couch, I was just, you know, drinking a beer with uh, my wife and a buddy. And I was like, man, I'm going to put up on the sign, we care type 2 diabetes. And uh, they were like, that's brilliant. You should do it. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, and then. I get in here and um, have, we have so many letters that can fit on that sign, right? <laughs> and you, you have only a certain amount that, you know, we, we have so many E's and so many like T's and whatever, you know? So I spell it all out and I'm like, holy crap, it can we work. Got it. We got Perfect. it. We yeah. can do it, man. And, um, you know, I get it all spelled out. And then uh, Andrew's wife, my sister-in-law, comes in. Oh, that's the connection. Yeah. We didn't put that together. Yeah. <laughs> she comes in and she's like, I don't know, man. We should probably put something up like, uh, let's get bikini ready or something like that. It's swimsuit season or something like that. So she changes it up and she like spells it all out. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, fuck it. Yeah. I changed it up and I put it back up there. And so, so then it, it just it went crazy. Up, it came down and went back up. No, it was never up. It was spelled out on the floor. Oh, I see. Okay, switched it, it around. Then it went up, right? Got it. Um, when she left. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely the safe one. Yes. She's like, no, we say? can't say that. <laughs> that's, but that's that's Andrew too. So like it makes good, it's a good, um, you know, symbiotic relationship yeah. because, you know, when I do stuff like this where I think like it's I'm about to go off the rails, he's like, well, we should take a step back and think about this from a different perspective. So that's why we make a great team. Um, but anyway, so it goes up. Like I tell Andrew, he's like, ah, man, Maybe we should kind of like consult some legal people, you know, <laughs> all this case. kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're like, well, maybe you should change it to like, we fight, we, we reverse, no. we do whatever. So we thought about it and I think we even put up reverse and then, uh, just a plug to like Matt Bischel from, uh, yeah. HQ, uh, basically, you know, hit us up on social media and ASAP. was like, yeah. So I was like, cures going back up. Yeah, so we took down so reverse what or was, whatever. What was the response? You guys posted that up on your social media, and like, did it just catch on like wildfire? And yeah, so I mean, we still. I have remember it the up. post. I remember yeah. the post, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So a couple of things <laughs> happened. Um, you know, uh, the media crew from CrossFit started hitting us up on social media and stuff, and then uh, after that, it was like, "Hey, man, uh, you know, the CEO of CrossFit wants to have a chat with you guys on the phone." <laughs> No big and, deal. Yeah, so I was like, okay. And, um, you know, then there were some responses like, you can't make false medical claims and yada, yada, yada on our page, you know. And then <laughs> Greg Glassman gets on there and starts ripping that person apart. And on so Facebook. Does, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. I love well, Facebook. Was on, uh, that was on Instagram. Instagram. Oh, even yeah. better. 
Yeah, which is like yeah. I don't know, even know if he's on it anymore. But so I've never seen that dude on Instagram at all commenting just on things. Just came so through with the just page, straight like, up yeah. slaying everyone. Same <laughs> thing with like Same. Russell Berger, who was like their pit bull back in the day, and um, so he started commenting on it and yeah. Pat Sherwood and all those guys. So so we go, you know, from that to just like getting this full exposure, right? Yeah. And uh, so we have conversation with the CEO and um, a couple other people from HQ and. Um, incorporated or whatever and then it was everywhere and then i remember everyone talking about it and i'd love to hear that the idea started from i was just on the couch drinking a beer with my with my wife and my friends like that just shows you great ideas can happen anywhere right it just and it's and it's such a bold claim but it, i honestly i'm i back you 100 like we do we're we're fighting that every day like i think through my experience as a coach like I've talked to plenty of people that are like dependent on that were dependent on insulin or were dependent on certain medications and through healthy exercise and healthy diet and, you know, changing their lifestyles. They're not on those meds anymore. Like what, what more do you need? What more science do you need? I'm sorry. We're not going to plug your million dollar pharmaceutical company that you need to keep afloat. But like, this is what works. Like there's no doubt about it. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's super, a, super short and super simple. It's so, like Glassman says, you know, it's just a, really easy fix to a vexing problem that we have. And I mean, it's just get people off the carbs and off the couch. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, and it's true. I mean, we've seen people in here that get off of their diabetes medication, off their metformin or insulin or lower their insulin, um, you know, uh, units down considerably. Uh, we've even had people that, uh, change their diet and their Crohn's starts to get better. They go from taking 12 medications a day to zero. You know, and they have, they're asymptomatic and stuff. So it's more than just, you know, diabetes is a big focus, but chronic illness as a whole is like being changed by CrossFit, not mm. by our healthcare systems. You know, you have diabetes, you go to the doctor and the doctor will tell you, hey, you know, Michael, you need to eat better and exercise. And that's as far as it goes. Yeah. What is that? You know, yeah. I wish they would write a prescription, go see this CrossFit gym yeah, right. and that's like the goal that's happening with CrossFit now is yeah, like these MD MDL level ones one, yeah. where if somebody comes and sees their family practitioner and they have all these markers like their hemoglobin A1C and their fasting blood glucose and stuff um, you know and cholesterol is a whole different conversation but <laughs> um, then it's like hey I go to this CrossFit gym you need to go there because as I go there they're really health focused, you know, like, trust me, you know, because people will trust their doctors before they start trusting their coach. It's such a G move, like to infiltrate the system to go get like now all these doctors on our side. And now we're like infiltrating the system. I'm like, yo, where we used to write this script. Now we're going to be like, yo, do burpees. Yeah. yeah. Can, you, like, <laughs> can you deadlift your body? Yeah, weight? Exactly. Like these, now we have these markers through CrossFit that are like now levels of markers of health. Like, can you deadlift your body weight? Can you run a mile in X amount? Like, if you can do those things, you don't need prescriptions. You don't need all these other things that they want to write you. So, Well, one of the things Dr. Leonard talked about whenever we inter interviewed him was that that's starting to become a thing in insurance. Like, can you deadlift your body weight? That might lower your insurance rate. So that kind of <laughs> stuff starts to bleed in, and I think it's already starting to take effect, and I think it's The a infiltration thing. system, like of putting the doctors on the front lines now, is, is I think is going to be highly effective. Glassman is, he's like next level thinking, dude. This guy is, I, I don't think there's any, like... Like there was no getting rid of regionals and all that competition shit. Like that was like, that was easy money. He saw, I think he's seeing 30, 40 years in the future here. So yeah. I think it was a, I think it was a good move. Yeah. And you know, it opens up a space for people like you guys too, with mm. what he did with his media team, you know? Um, and 
you know, looking back at that, I think it was a solid move. I, you know, I have some friends in the media team that were let go and stuff. And, mm. um, and I know it's hard on them, but as a company, it's really hard to have, especially as big as CrossFit is to have your own media team pumping out information that you support. It seems a little biased, mm. right? So if you have other media, that's like, putting out information that supports your ideas, then it's like, Hey, we're not the only ones, yeah. right? Like look there's at this. multiple we hoses have... now all pumping that totally. good information. out. Totally. Just, so. just like Banks said, I mean, you can talk about yourself to your blue in the face, but nobody's going to care because exactly. it's coming from you. So yeah, right. I right. when it's authentic, it's really works. But I think now we're like, I mean, 10, 15 years, 20 years, we're going to be 30 years in the future. There's no way that this data that we're collecting via CrossFit is like going to be like disputable. Like you can't dispute this. Like, well, then, and there's studies, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of studies on nutrition uh, that are going on that are going against the, the grain with a lot of the guidelines mm -hmm. in the American Dietetics Association, American Heart Association, like that I believe a lot of those associations have lied to us for years. Yes. Uh, and I think it's that they're a little bit corrupt. All yeah. the money, dude. And so we go out to a lot of these uh, derelict doctor con uh, conventions <laughs> or whatever that CrossFit puts on, you know, and uh, they bring in a lot of people that are studying things all over the world that are, you know, nullifying a lot of the uh, <laughs> information yeah. that we're being forced to see. You know, the studies are being, you know, totally uh, biased. They're, they're being totally paid for by yeah. uh, supporting you know the healthcare industry. industry is very like very reluctant to be like you know that shit we were telling you for the last 40 years yeah that was our bad we, we messed that up like they're very they're reluctant like they have this like i guess we put them on a pedestal of, like not all knowing like almost like these people know what they're talking about and to retract those statements they've been following for the last 30 or 40 years like they have to be sitting there like whoops like yeah. we didn't mean to do that but we but we have to like medicine's always changing science is always changing like i think we need to get and like we interviewed jordan jordan leonard last week and his mindset as a doctor was very like yeah of course things are going to change we're we're getting healthier new things are available like medicine is a a fluid thing that that needs to change with time not like 40 years that's what we're going to stand by forever and this is our this is our thing so like I think I think we're starting to do that. Is seeing that in medicine now is like how how it's transforming into something new. So, I think I think it's just a matter of time before everyone's doing this. I'll say it. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. I mean, it's you look at. I mean, you could say any uh, gym now. It doesn't just have to be in the CrossFit mm. space, but a lot of gyms now are doing, you know, functional fitness. I mean, and people are opening up gyms like F forty five, which is a mm. franchise, and you know, any of these spinning classes and yoga class, anything that uh, gets people moving is better than nothing. Like I'm yeah, not saying, hell, yeah. I'm not saying CrossFit is like the gold standard, even though I think it is, you know, I mean, it's just get people in as long as they're getting healthier then who cares, you know? And so we've yeah. always talked about that. Like if a CrossFit gym opens up across the street from me, so what? Yeah. And I think as a community together, like we, we can do more, like if it's not like your gym versus my gym, like that shit's so third grade, like together, like we're doing something that, that needs to be banded together. We can make a bigger impact. Yeah, and Peter Edge had talked about that in, yeah. in the podcast that we had with him on, you know, he's been around for 10 years since almost the beginning. And he, he just believes that same thing that, yeah. you know, whatever you're doing to help somebody, that's good, there's good a, for the community. There's a bigger yeah, monster that we're fighting. Go ahead. Yeah. I've got a ton of people that come up to me and they're just like, Oh, you're, you're not going to like my, you know, what I do like Pilates or whatever. And I'm like, no, as long as you're moving, as long as you're getting yourself healthier, like 
That's all yeah. we're concerned about. You know, I'm just yeah. trying, to, trying to look out for the best for you. You know, yoga, you know, Pilates, anything that you getting you off the couch. I always tell people, it doesn't matter how fast you do it, but you're going faster than the person on the couch. Like that's you're killing it. You're doing something to better your health. Like I'm all over that. You yeah, say that to me. Oh, well, well, no, not to you, but anyone. Like, anyone I heard out you there. say it to me. Well, and you're right, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of people's excuse will be like, "Oh, CrossFit injures people." And oh, you're like, "Well, God, you know, the best way. You know, the best way to get like seriously injured is just to sit on the couch." Exactly. And I think one of my favorite from. ones is. Uh, uh, you know, people always say, well, I need to get in shape before I yeah, come to a CrossFit yeah, yeah. gym. I'm what like, come what on. What do you mean? Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I get that though. That's what I, that's kind of what I thought before I started. I'm only two years into this. So I'm, I'm the newbie. He's the experienced one. I'm new. So that barrier is one I think really needs to be torn down. And I'm not sure the best way to do that, except for telling people stories, which is part of the reason we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Cause average people doing amazing things. They didn't have to be fit before they walked in. Uh, you know, that's that's my story so that's what i love and i i want crossfit gyms to tell more of those stories so yeah man it's uh i mean it's just that's what was beautiful about you know um crossfit before like when they made the change right it was a lot of elite athletes that were on there and then you know whatever if our sign was a catalyst to have them switch over to their focus (laughs) who knows you know i mean we've heard that you know we basically um validated their entire media campaign for the last five years before that sign went up, you know? So, uh, it was kind of cool, but they started pumping out a lot more information of seeing people that were like a little bit obese and, uh, you know, chronically ill and they were doing CrossFit and stuff, but now they don't have Instagram, you know? And a lot of people have thrown fits about, well, (laughs) what are we paying our, you know, affiliation fees for? And it's like, dude, you're paying to be able to do what you want to do, you know? I mean, and you're helping people, yeah, you didn't invent CrossFit, so somebody yep. did, and they were a genius. How do you guys feel about that, like the social media like side? I love it, man. You yeah. know, and, uh, Chris Cooper put it a good way. He's like, if you weren't putting out your own uh, media and your own, you know, content, you're you're years behind, right? Yeah. And so we weren't doing. We started doing that when uh, banks came on board, and it put us ahead of the game, right? Because mm. a lot of people just click repost what CrossFit's doing, yeah. repost what yeah. CrossFit's doing, relying totally on them as their media source. And I think it just, the good gyms knew to put out content blogs and their own original pictures where people can see, yeah. all right, dude, I know that person. Like I know that they're, you know, what they go through in the daily basis. And I can, I can relate to it. You know? I think it's the ultimate testament of like now, like we've been like almost like CrossFit was showing us the way now, now CrossFit trusts all of its affiliates out here to do, do the work that they know that they're capable of. Like you don't need us to like, we don't need to like captain the ship anymore. We've kind of empowered you guys. Now you guys know what to do. Like you do it for us. Like show me, like now we're all just showing them how awesome what we're doing is. And if you weren't doing that already, probably a big mistake anyways, but yeah. And the CrossFit model works, man. I mean, uh, if you look at that pyramid, you know, and uh, people are just thinking like, hey, this is just the best workout program I can do to uh, allow me to enjoy the things I love in life, whether it's, you know, cake and pie or hamburgers and fries or whatever, or just multiple drinks or whatever. Well, that doesn't work. Like, I mean, you look at their pyramid and the base is nutrition. So if you're getting a new client in and they're like, oh, dude, I have to be uh, in shape before I even start. Maybe you have to change your diet before you start, you know, Boom. and then we start talking oh. about that. 
because uh, you don't just walk on a treadmill and just be like, all right, well, I feel like I'm somewhat in shape to start CrossFit. It's like, did you just crush McDonald's and come in here? Do you crush McDonald's for, for lunch and come in here at four o'clock and work out? Like, that's not going to work, you know? So let's talk about diet. And we do that with pretty much everybody that comes into the gym before they even hit the floor. If you look at 100 Words of Fitness, like what Greg yeah, put out, sentence. the first 25 words of 100 Words of Fitness are all about what we put into our body. Um, I'm really into that. Like, the food we eat should be the medicine for our body. The, the, the diet that we have should be our medicine. So like if you're putting those bad things into your body, you're almost just polluting the waters. Like I love that thought that it starts there. It starts on the bottom base of that pyramid. And you don't even, I think we, we interviewed an F-35 pilot and he's super into CrossFit, does both. And he said like, dude, there's times when I can't get to the gym, but I know that if my nutrition is solid, that I'm going to be okay. Like that's kind of forming that hedge between like fitness and health and like if you can take care of your diet then you're going to be all right it starts there from a lot of for a lot of folks yeah, that's man. hard for me because i was always like i eat well on days i work out if mm. i skip a workout i'm kind of like i blew it i'm gonna you know eat what i want which is such <laughs> a, a backwards way of doing yeah, things yeah. but that's just you know it happens, my wife was the opposite my wife before she started crossfit spent a year eating well and she lost all her weight eating before she ever picked up a barbell so I keep saying this on multiple episodes, but like the way I feel after I eat something shitty is like the worst. Like I know that this like salad or this kale that I'm going to eat is going to make me feel good. So like I've kind of connected the two feelings, like the way I'm going to feel when I eat this donut is not the way I'm going to feel when I eat this kale. Like, so I want to go towards more of that. So Mm -hmm. of course, like I want to feel good, but you know, we've all been there. We always talk about things we shouldn't be eating on this podcast (laughs) anyway. But yeah, it's called balance, man. Try it out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you ever get a chance, go up to some of those CrossFit health conferences mm. uh, at Madison or whatever. They bring in a lot of world-renowned, you know, scientists, doctors. Uh, you were just up in Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, yeah. So we went last year, um, and then on a whim, at the end of the, you know, just a week before the games, I decided to go this year. So hell yeah. Um, you know, you just go go up there. It's great people. Um, it's fun to watch still. You know, the games really hasn't changed. I mean, I know that it was all the media has changed and stuff, but, uh, you know, we'll go up there. I arrived on Tuesday. Wednesday was the health conference and went all day. Um, and they just they have some really great speakers for that that are, you know, uncovering the truths of who is a big one this year. Uh, Dominic D'Agostino. Was yeah, there. He's, um, the, he's the keto so, guy, right? <laughs> yeah. out of uh, I think it's uh, South Florida or Central Florida. Yeah. Um, and then David Diamond was there. Gary Tobbs is there. Gary's always um, there, man. Yeah. Him, and, him and Greg like each other. <laughs> yeah, dude, they, they put out some good, uh, yeah. good t- uh, content. And uh, Zoe Harcombe or Harcombe, I don't, I don't remember how to say her last name, but um, you know, they, I mean, but so they just they debunk like what you're seeing for results of big pharma. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, so big one. Uh, Dr. Diamond was talking about uh, cholesterol in this this uh, seminar, and uh, you know our statins are like a forty billion dollar industry. So are they going to put out data that supports their drug exactly and skew it maybe yeah. so that it looks more dramatic than really what it is? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean forty billion dollars isn't uh, you know a couple of Venmo payments, right? So, I mean the big thing was is I think you just have to do your own research on on your. Uh, on your own because nobody else is looking out for you but yourself, you know? Um, that's about it. But yeah, yeah, so I go up there usually just for the health conference. 
and then get to play at the games. You yeah, know? does that do those uh, those speakers really fire you up to get back to your affiliate and like really like like this is what we're gonna do? Yeah, for sure. And then <laughs> just give you provide you with a lot more reading material mm-hmm. to like start researching and diving in. Now we're lucky in Arizona because we don't have any, um, I guess, committees or whatever uh, that says that we cannot give nutritional advice. Mm. I mean, I always tell people like, Hey, if you're going to tell somebody, just say, this is my opinion first. Like yeah. it's not so like some states know. have health commissions, that kind oh, of thing yeah. is what you're saying. Yep. So they'll shut things down. You know, um, uh, a lot of, a lot of states have uh, legislation that's in there that's saying like, if you don't, if you're not a licensed dietitian or nutritionist, you cannot be preaching or, or basically suggesting a diet dietary change. Us, us, we're lucky in um, Phoenix. We don't have that. Well, hell so, yeah. I didn't even know that. It's not like you're saying, hey, I'm a doctor. And you're lying about that. I mean, yeah. that would be unethical. But if you're like, hey, man, try this. This is what yeah. I've seen work. Eat meat and vegetables. Why would that ever fruit. be something you yeah. can't do? Why, why can't you tell people to eat meat and vegetables, some fruit, little starch, no sugar? Like, what would you think that would be bad? Big well, pharma, for, big government. $40 billion, dollars, I think that they would, they would be like... Hmm. Me and Michael have like been having these private conversations lately, but like, how do you think we fix that? Like this big pharma issue? Like, what do you think? Like how there's so much money tied up there. Like, what do you think if there's anything they do, we got to burn it to the ground or what do we do? Well, I mean, I think some of it is, is started to change. Um, you know, I mean, you, you look at like opioids, there's a lot of legal cases out there right now against uh, some of these companies and some of these people that have like funded these you know, uh, production of opioids and maybe even some of the studies that said that they were not addictive back in the day. And now we've got like a huge opioid epidemic. Right. Mm. And, um, so, uh, I think it starts with doing some research and people pressing buttons like Greg Glassman's doing. And, Mm. um, you know, then there's a shift, you know, I mean, the American dietetics association just said that, you know, that reach, they changed their guidelines. They Mm. changed it up to say that, you know, we should probably restrict a little bit of carbohydrate and stuff mm. in there. Um, it's the, the least they could do, right? Yeah, Just right? restrict a little bit. Right. So there's studies out there that are being done, you know, to, you know, change Instead of two bag of Doritos, maybe just right. eat one this week, you know? Yeah. Like progress is progress, right? Yeah. But I feel like, and then that's where we come in, dude. Like, I always make this comparison to like, we're in the trenches. Like, what we do here, we're in the trenches of that war. Like, we can educate our people, which educate more people and almost causes like ripple effect of knowledge and information. And like, that's how we make our change. It's like local issues start locally. Like, we can solve local issues. We can solve pretty much the world. So like, us educating people, us getting them fit. Like we're doing the work. Like that's where it starts. That's where all this big ripple oh, effect sure. change. I mean, and you see, like I, I work in a hospital just down the street still. Um, and you go in there and the cafeteria is full of crap. And mm. so the vending machines and stuff, I mean, there's sugary products and all in a hospital of all places. Yeah, like, don't yeah. you think you go there to get like healthy, not kill yourself at the same time? Definitely. It's not a place yeah. of health. I mean, we go in there and look at how many places, how many times a lot of people come out even worse than they were, mm. you know, and, uh, with yeah. rates of infection and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not a place you want to go. So you go, get, to, I go get, to a CrossFit box. People get sick dude. in the hospital, like you're sure. there with all the germs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they basically in hospitals, they'll, they'll, you know, serve a diabetic meal where it's got two pieces of bread and a piece of cornbread. And it's like, well, that's definitely not what you should be eating. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that we'll see that shift in our generation of like these even hospitals or like awakening and be like, what the hell are we doing? I doubt it unless you get a lot more, <laughs> unless the dietary uh, guidelines change um, and some of those dietitians that are in there uh, start to, you know, realize what they're feeding these people is 
really what got them in there in Garbage. the first place, you yeah. know? Um, but maybe in the next 25 years, science changes. seems like every 25, 25 you years. Think 25. Well, it's, it, I forget what it's called, but usually like scientists or, mm. um, people that have done the research, they start either retiring or dying off. And then new, new scientist science comes along yeah. because people like us will start to produce more information, more results and stuff. So what's a book. Oh, you go first, I'll, Michael. I was going to say, I think the average consumer just needs to understand that if, if someone starts a conversation with science says, you don't necessarily have to take that as, Oh, that's the gospel truth. That's, that's what it is. You can look into, into that data yourself and, mm-hmm. and make, your own judgments. And yeah. There's enough where you live in a society. Now there's so much information out there. Like you can do your own research now, like 50 years ago, 60 years ago, the internet was not a thing. You couldn't research what processed carbohydrates do to your body. You can do that. So like they're, I mean, they're not at fault cause they weren't educated. Now we know better. So we should do better, but now we're dying. Yeah. Tons we're, of documentaries yeah, too. I mean, yeah. the tools are out there. Yeah. The magic pill is yeah. a good one to Oof. watch. Um, I liked what CrossFit, uh, posted a while back that was like, um, was it death in the city of the angels? City of angels. Yeah. yeah, yeah watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were about to ask a question about a book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big reader. I love like taking any type of, like I'm a big podcast, big book. I like to listen. I'm an audible kind of a learner. What kind of books would you recommend to anybody out there that like your favorite books or like books that helped you in here or anything? Like, what are you reading right now? Um, I'm le- reading, a. And it's in my bag real quick. Let me, I'd have to go grab it, but it's, it's about a, a cholesterol. Like it's a, basically the myth of cholesterol, you know, and it's about, a, it's by a, um, oh, a, a physician, a primary care physician out of Sweden. Um, I can't remember his name. <laughs> like, no I just started reading it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, book wise, uh, there's a ton of them out there. Um, Jason Fung puts out a, a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gary Tobbs does a, like why we get fat and all yeah. this kind of stuff. The obesity code, all that kind of all those are great books. I I've mean, heard the obesity code multiple times. I think I want to dive into it soon. Yeah. Um, you know, basically what it comes down to is they're all going to tell you the same kind of information, which is great. Um, and it's uh, about, you know, kind of regulating your glucose mm. levels, which will regulate your insulin response by eating foods that don't spike up your glucose levels. Now, there's a whole different conversation when you're talking about uh, professional athletes or athletes mm. that train really hard. I mean, yep. I think that they're like the CrossFit games athletes are going to eat carbs and stuff and mm. they're training so hard that maybe they'll need carbs and everything. But, um, if you get a 400 pound person that comes in here and they're metabolically unstable, yep. they're going to have to eat high fat, high protein, low carb, uh, to get them a lot more metabolically stable and start losing some weight. And the healthier. biggest, the biggest thing that I, when I talk to people about eating is like, well, they ask me, what do you eat? Like, what do you eat on day? I'm like, oh, oh, this is a little bit different. Like, I'm eating to perform. Like, performance, obviously, and eating for wellness, general wellness is completely different. So, like, I'm not going to have the same diet as you because we don't have the same goals or even we're dealing with the same issues right now. So, eating for performance and eating for wellness, guys, is, is a huge difference here. But I just piggyback on his thing is, like, obviously, if you can get rid of those carbohydrates, it's probably going to put you in a good position. Yeah, off so the carbs, off the couch. Talking about uh, carbohydrates, so we've got a guy here in the gym that does some uh, some studies, and so he asked me to be involved in one of his studies, and so I went in and filling out the paperwork and everything, um, and I'm talking to one of the people that's there, and they're like, yeah, so we're trying to basically get people to use these drinks for, um, you know, diabetic meal replacements. I'm like, oh, okay, so what's in it? And basically there's like 55 grams of carbohydrates. And I'm like, you should not 
you're serving that to somebody that's diabetic and they're like, oh, well, no, that's fine. They can have carbohydrates. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, hold the phone. <laughs> wait what a minute. F- <laughs> and I'm like, we should be. <laughs> Maybe big difference between type one and type two. True. Um, Could obviously. Be, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, Which I'm, know. again, I'm not a doctor. So. Yeah, we are not doctors. <laughs> so, <laughs> We're just bros that like to help people get fit. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that um, at, at CrossFit Fury, we do this thing called Wellness Wednesday, where we kind of give like 10 minutes at the end of each day or each Wednesday to kind of educate people. And that's like my baby. Like I've kind of like ran with that the most. But the last, the last thing that we talk about is always how to improve whatever we're doing. And it's the same things on the list every time. It's like exercise regularly, eat good foods, like sleep well. Like it's so simple. Like we were talking about earlier, it's really a simple equation that we're making really, really hard. I just, I can't get... I can't like pat you guys on the back for like doing that fuck or doing that jump or putting that claim out there. Cause like, that's true, man. I really think it is. Yeah. And just to piggyback off yours, uh, statement that it's, why do we make it so hard? It's not really us that's making it hard is the surrounding like area that makes it hard. Right. So yeah. on every corner there's fast food there and every gas station, every, uh, Home Depot, even the grocery stores, they're selling things at the checkout mm. that are not healthy. Like yep. they're full of sugar. Like when did you go to the, uh, to, why would you go to Home Depot to buy candy and, <laughs> uh, you know, sugary energy, energy yeah. drinks or whatever, or Coca-Cola. It's like you went there for building supplies and you come out of there with like a Snickers bar or whatever and, yeah. a, and a 20 ounce soda. Like what? Or a big Gatorade. Yeah. So it, like it's, it's a, it's a system that's designed for us to fail. And uh, since sugar has been implemented in foods so much and uh, we're just addicted to it. Mm, I know, think so it's the p- most powerful addiction. drug on the planet is sugar. It's 30 I times always... more addictive than cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How so, do you know that? Is it anecdotal? There's studies. Or? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's studies out there, man. I swear. Right. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like I always tell people if you can get through the first like 10 feet of the grocery store, like that's where like all the cakes and the candies and the like you got to barrel roll through there. You just got to keep going because if you can get through the initial like firefight of the grocery store and, and this, they know. But like, dude, how are products cheaper than water? Mm. How is Gatorade <laughs> cheaper than water or Coca-Cola cheaper than water? They're putting stuff mm. in it like products in it. Like mm. what, how is it cheaper than just water? You know, you buy 10 waters for $10. You can buy <laughs> like 10 Gatorades for six. Yeah. Weird. Gatorade. Yeah. Glassman had his rounds of Gatorade too. Like he's st- like that dude's such a savage dude. He's, he's, he's going after him. He'll punch I, his own I, mother in the nose. Probably. I hope <laughs> that like there's other like big, bold entrepreneurs or people out there that want to take that same stance. And I hope that like maybe, that someone kind of links arms with him over time and kind of will lead that fight a little bit more. I'm really hoping that somebody kind of steps up to the plate too, because he doesn't care. He's got, no, nothing, he's got nothing to lose. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Right. You know, so we like to end these things and we just did this with the banks. We like to end it with like a parting words or like something you think people need to hear or something. Just what's on your heart right now. Like help people with this statement here. Not you. I'm just, you know, <laughs> Not that guy, but you know. Yeah, I mean, um, so as a gym owner, um, you know, uh, there's times where you you feel like, uh, what are we doing this for? Um, And you just have to find those small little uh, changes that you make in people. Uh, You don't really realize the impact that you're having on uh, somebody's health um, and day to day, or you might be saving their life emotionally, physically, whatever. And so when you're, you know, teaching classes and, uh, helping people change their diets and their lives. And then it's going to, it's going to just continue to get 
bigger and bigger and kind of like snowball into more positive positivity for yourself and the individuals that you're coaching. So, um, you know, when you're feeling like, Hey, I can't do this anymore. Like it's, it's too hard or whatever. You just got to keep pressing forward, you know? So what kind of advice would you give to like beginning CrossFit gyms right now? I mean, you're five years in, you got some, some good knowledge. You got some skin in the game. Oh man. Um, you know, so I would, what I would give is to focus on like, you know, really, um, creating community health and wellness, uh, not just, uh, you know, trying to get people into exercise and, uh, creating a space for you to just do your own program or whatever, uh, really reach out to, uh, the surrounding community, whether it it be schools, senior living, uh, just businesses or whatever, like get in there and try to start promoting diets, exercises, and get them into your gym. Hell yeah. I don't think that's as as simple as it gets. I want to see if Andrew has some. Oh yeah. Andrew, drop some knowledge, dude. Oh, um, all right. Uh, so, I mean, one of my biggest things is, um, with everybody, uh, struggle is always relative, right? So whether it's eating healthy, whether it's, uh, you know, you got in a car accident, like whatever you did, you, you know, say it's a kid going to their first day of school, right? Struggle is all relative. So just, you know, be kind to each other. Right. So since everybody's struggling, everybody's doing, you know, they've got stuff going every single day. So you know, be kind and try to help the fellow, you know, your fellow humans, right? Yeah, I'm from the South, so I'm a little bit over-friendly, and I've experienced out here on the West Coast that, that uh, that's a little weird. I'm the, I'm the guy that's, like, talking to strangers in the grocery store. That's not really accepted here on the West Coast or the Western Arizona. I mean, some people are nice. People but appreciate it more than they let on, I think. I think, oh, yeah. but I still I'm from South keep... Dakota, so, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. That, you're probably just like me, though, just, like, well, sweet to everybody. Like, oh, yeah. ask about your mom and her fake hip and all that thing, you know? Like, yeah, we'll, we'll ask exactly. about anything, dude. But again, thanks, guys. We appreciate Absolutely. you having us in your house, man. We appreciate everything, man. Super yeah. grateful. Thanks for having us. Thanks for, for sure. Us. Appreciate it.